an unexpected story out of the so-called hot labor summer. Strippers united will never be divided. Binge all four episodes of Imperfect Paradise Strippers Union wherever you get your podcasts. From LAS Studios, this is Off Ramp. I'm John Raby. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back and listening to another episode from the archives of Off Ramp. One of the best commentators we had was the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the Sea. This is Off Ramp. I'm John Raby back on Stern's Wharf in Santa Barbara with UC Santa Barbara marine biologist and Off Ramp commentator Milton Love, who is also the author of certainly more than you wanted to know about the fishes of the Pacific Coast. Milton, great to be here. It's such a beautiful day. It's fabulous. Of course, it's always a fabulous day in Santa Barbara. Last time, just a few minutes ago, we talked about the giant sea bass census that you're running. And if you can help in that, if you're a diver, if you're anywhere near the water, uh, Milton needs your help to count giant sea bass. That information is at kpcc.org slash offramp. But I have always wondered, in the 10 years that I've known you, how they name fish. Uh, giant sea bass, that's boring. But there are, there are fish like the hagfish and the, uh, um, also the, the, the one that's not even related really to the sea bass, but the Chilean sea bass. Right. There's a story there. How do they name fish? The best stories are how do they give uh, fi- fish and other organisms their Latin names. Mm. And the, there's a lot of rules, but the, the, the rule that is most important is that the biologist who describes the organism and publishes it in a scientific journal, they can give it its scientific name. And you can get away with almost everything. I once named a parasite of fishes after my girlfriend, for instance. Um, well, <laughs> was this after you broke up? No, this, well, uh, it, well, that's a long story. So I was thinking about this uh, recently, about all the interesting names that have been given to um, organisms. And my favorite was given uh, to an enemy, sea anemone that lives in the North Sea, uh, by Linnaeus. Linnaeus was the Swedish botanist who invented the whole system of naming organisms, Homo sapiens and all those things. He invented that, and we all follow his lead. He invented it about 1750, and about in the same period, he described a sea anemone and he called it Priapus equinus. Now, I didn't know what that meant. Someone had to explain it to me. So Priapus is the Roman, is a Roman god of fertility who is always pictured as a, uh, a naked guy with a tuminescent fufu that uh, was occasionally uh, painted red. And equinus means horse. So when you put those two names together, you have uh, bright red tuminescent Fufu, horse fufu, and I'm going like, when someone's told me that, I'm going like, really? And this was the day, days before the internet, and I actually had to get a book, and you look at it, and it's about two feet long, and it's tubular, and it's bright red. You're going like, what? yeah. So uh, that's how uh, Latin names are given to organisms. Now, common names like Chilean sea bass and so forth, m- much of the time, that's just given by some local fishermen, and then it's it's picked up by everybody. And there are fishes off the Pacific coast here, where you, you hear the name, you're going like, how could that, you know, what does that mean? Why is that? But sometimes it, it, it's actually pretty good. Like there's a rockfish that's called a boccaccio. Well, boccaccio is Italian for big mouth. And the fishermen, the first fishermen on our coast after Native Americans uh, were Italians uh, of various sorts, Genoese and so forth. And they were catching this fish. They saw it had a big mouth, hence the name boccaccio. 
How about the hagfish, the most disgusting fish that you have ever described? Oh my gosh. Hagfish are indeed the most disgusting fish. They uh, are eel-like. Uh, they are blind. They have a mouth that can't be closed. It has this little rasping thing that comes out and rasps away at dead and dying things. And they have these huge pores down the sides of their bodies that produce huge amounts of mucus. You can take a hagfish, you can put it in a bucket of fresh seawater, and within, whatever, 10 minutes, it's solid mucus. And this is like, this is not the stuff that you produce out of your orifices. I know that you're saying, you know, so what? I can, I had a, an infection last week and you should have seen it. No, 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 no. This mucus has little threads like spider webs running through it, so you can actually pick it up as a big glunk. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. So hagfish um, are indeed uh, named, I mean, after uh, a sea hag. They're just disgusting fish. What is interesting though, is that their Latin name is Eptotritus stouti, and it's named after uh, a Dr. Stout, who was a um, gold rush uh, physician in San Francisco. And a friend of his named it after him. And he turned out to be one of the most awful human beings, a incredibly anti-Chinese racist, for instance. Uh, people would actually, they'd go to these meetings, scientific meetings, they'd be smoking cigars, drinking brandy, and they would actually have to tell him, just shut up. We just want to drink the brandy, smoke the cigars. We don't want to talk about how anti-Chinese you were. So it's actually very fitting that uh, the hagfish was named after him. There's a lot more where that came from in the book, certainly more than you wanted to know about the fishes of the Pacific Coast, written by UC Santa Barbara marine biologist and off-ramp commentator Milton Love. Thanks, Milton. Thank you, John. To buy Milton's book, perhaps, or to take part in the giant sea bass census, go to kpcc.org offramp. From Stearns Wharf in Santa Barbara, this is Off Ramp. And that's another edition of Off Ramp. Thanks for checking us out. Go back and listen to all the other episodes. They're great, too. Although maybe not quite as funny all the time as Milton Love. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Off Ramp from LAS Studios. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Hey, it's Brian, the host of How to LA, a podcast that is a love letter to Los Angeles. Independent movie theaters are having a glow up moment. Vidiots and Eagle Rock, amazing. We have our friends at the American Cinematheque. The Vista just reopened. In our new series, Revival House, we'll take you inside these spots and share their history because movie history is LA history. Listen to Revival House on How to LA wherever you listen to podcasts.